I do think hard work matters. Mm -hmm. And by that, it doesn't mean working all hours of the day, by the way. It means, you know, putting a lot of effort and care into your work, who you work with, treating everybody well. You know, I think a lot of of the enjoyment of work comes from having a great environment with people that you work with. Hello, good morning everyone. We are very pleased to be here again today and it's the month of March. We're recording and we are very pleased to be profiling influential women's leaders around New Zealand. Um, and today it's my pleasure to welcome the CEO of ASB, Victoria Short, to our podcasting room here at The Exchange. Welcome Victoria and thank Morena. you for being here. Thank you. It's a great pleasure this month to be sitting down with amazing women in the financial markets and you've clearly had a very successful career in finance over the years. If we start, you know, back into, you know, even into your childhood, is this where you sort of foresaw yourself as a child going back? Definitely not. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh, look, I think way back, um, I love outdoors, still do, by the way. And so for me, my idea of something amazing would have been on a farm, actually. And maybe that's because I grew up (laughs) in the city as a city kid. So just outdoors and animals was more where I was interested. So I couldn't be further. Well, in one way, I couldn't be further from that. But in another way, we work very closely with rural communities. So in a way, I get to dip my toes in every now and then to that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So your six-year-old self might have been, you know, thinking you were going to be a country vet or yes, or, yes, or something yes, like yes. that. And I mean, you know, if we describe your career journey to date, can you look back and think of some key moments that influenced your career and certain milestones that sort of dictated your path and where you've ended up? Yeah, I think early on, I really didn't know what I was going to do or wanted to do. And my father was pretty helpful by saying, look, you know, you get great grades in these subjects. So why don't you go and give commerce degree ago and that sort of started um, me down the path I guess of a BMS at Waikato and from there you know went into sort of consultancy with Deloitte, corporate finance but the interesting part really was uh, when I was doing mergers and acquisitions for Carter Holt Harvey I thought that was my dream job forever and then I had a moment where I realised that I actually didn't want to be doing M&A anymore and I found that quite confusing because I thought that would be, that was really what I was working towards or had been working towards. And so actually sitting down for the first time thinking, well, what are the parts of what I've been doing that I love? And what are the parts that I really don't? And so if I pull all that together, what does it mean? And where do I go next? So sort of having that moment of realizing I wasn't as happy in the role as I you know, wanted to be and was really helpful. And that Thinking has shaped my career the whole way through. And I guess the two big insights for me were I became fascinated with leadership and leaders and great leaders. Also, you know, leaders I didn't think were so good because you learn a lot from people around you. So leadership really fascinated me. And also, how do companies work? What are the levers? Which ones do you pull? How do you drive outcomes? So I think that's really shaped my entire journey. Mm, mm, that's interesting. So you became intrigued by the concept of leadership in and of itself yes. before you moved into these really, really before big trying it myself. Roles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so let's talk about that a bit. So different leadership styles, you know, we see a lot of, of different approaches to things. What are different leadership styles that you have found out you know, that work for you? And then, you know, conversely, what are ones that, you know, don't work? For yes. You? So um, to start off with, there was a leader, and this is at Carter Holt, who I was working for, who was running one of our big um, manufacturing divisions. And 
he had so much mana with everyone and that fascinated me particularly when he had to make really, really difficult decisions. So in some instances, he had to close down manufacturing units, and often that meant the town would be severely impacted. But the way that he engaged with people and the care, the honesty, the, you know, and I just saw the way people responded to him, even when it was really difficult. And I think that's the thing that's really shaped a lot of what I aspire to be, someone who's really accessible, straight up, you know, when times get really tough, you need to be even more present and closer to people than ever before. And so that's the kind of example that really resonated with me. And I've gone on to work with other leaders as well who actually embody similar sort of characteristics. And so, and then conversely, leadership that I, styles that I don't think work, inconsistency is probably the biggest one. Someone who's up, down, grumpy one day, happy the next annoyed with you one minute, delighted with you the next. I think inconsistency is a real problem with leadership. I think you've really got to try and find a, a level stride. So, mm. um, so those are just a couple of thoughts. But I think you know, what's also really important is there's no such thing as right or wrong leadership styles in my mind. So lots of different styles of leadership can be super effective and people can really enjoy working for those leaders. And then probably the last thought I'd kind of add is a while back I had the opportunity to work with a Harvard professor on leadership, Barbara Kellerman. She wrote a book called Followership. And I found that really interesting because, you know, her topic's leadership, but she was talking a lot about followership. And that really made me sort of think about a question that I try and keep front and centre, which is why are you worth following? Mm. So for every leader, I think you really need to be able to ask yourself that question and answer it because just because you've got a senior role doesn't mean to say people follow you. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a good book to add to the uh, stack of reading material. I think we've recently had an opportunity to see your leadership style in action. I mean, unfortunately, it has been quite a tough month for the North Island in particular. And I think ASB's response to Cyclone Gabriel has been very commendable. Would you like to talk a little bit about what you've been doing in response to that event? Yeah, so... Oh, it's a big one. I think the first thing we've got a a very first thing is, I guess, about process and the way that your organisation works. And we've Mm. got a fantastic crisis management team who very quickly, as soon as something happens, swings into action. The first place that we focus is on our people. Are they safe? And then secondly, you know, premises and can we operate? So just on the people side of it, and I think this gives you just an incredible sort of view into the culture at ASB. You know, our leaders down in the Hooks Bay in particular were in their cars driving around in the middle of the night finding their team. So, you know, it's that that makes the difference in my mind. So I guess that's really the first thing we focused on. Getting on the ground is critical. You can't begin to understand the scale or impact of these things if you're stuck in some head office on level whatever. So we jumped in a plane and took suitcases down of the things that the team needed. And what, what do they ask for? Bread, fresh fruit, uh, radios with batteries to try and get into communication, power banks, because they'd really lost a lot of their communication. So we, we took a whole lot of suitcases down to the team's and spent some time understanding their experiences and also our customers' experiences as well. Mm. And that gives you a really important lens into how do you need to respond. 
So from there, we spent a lot of time, you know, what do we need to do to support our people? What do we need to do to support our customers? And what do we need to do to support the community? Mm. And we think about our response in those three sort of lenses, if you like. And so that really shaped everything that we did. And moving quickly, I think the other important part about a crisis is that people need to know that you're with them, Mm. that you're there for them, that you can help. They've got a place to go. And so, yeah, that sort of shapes the way that we think about it. Mm. Yeah, it's been a really tough time, hasn't it? It's actually giving me goosebumps a little bit just listening to you describe that. And I think it's been really incredible to see the way that the country has actually kind of come together when you think about the various appeals that have been going on. And I know that ASB made a, a large donation to the Red Cross as well. And it's it's just been great to see people helping and, you know, definitely wish your staff all the best and all those customers that have been impacted. Well, in some instances, it was our customers like one of our customers actually let one of our team stay with them. They didn't actually know each other, but one of our team knew the customer was close by. And that's when you see the best in communities, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty heartwarming. Yeah, and you do make those kind of lifelong connections, I think, through experiences like that. Mm. Just sort of rounding out this discussion that we've had about your personal journey, I mean, what advice would you give to people when they're starting out in their careers? Yeah, so I think for me, I don't know any other way, but I do think hard work matters. Mm -hmm. And by that, it doesn't mean working all hours of the day, by the way. It means, you know, putting a lot of effort and care into your work, who you work with, treating everybody well. You know, I think a a lot of the enjoyment of work comes from having a great environment with the people that you work with. Mm. Uh, So I think that's equally as important. So definitely hard work, effort, care, caring about what you're doing and the outcomes that you're driving. I think the second thing that I would say is taking opportunities. So there was a long period of my career where I was trying lots of different roles. So Mm. all within the banking, all at um, Commonwealth Bank actually, and I was in IT, HR, sales, operations, marketing, strategy, M&A, like you name it, I said yes. And some people sort of said to me, oh gosh, you know, your career looks really haphazard and a bit messy. But in my mind, it made a lot of sense because, you know, if you think about leading businesses and understanding of all of the different component parts that make up a business was a really great way of me to learn. And then ultimately that means I can kind of pull all of those experiences together and think about how to lead a you know a whole business yeah that's really interesting you're assembling that skill set from a range of different areas yes yeah exactly specifically with respect to the role of ceo what do you believe are the skills necessary to hold a position as a chief executive? Yeah, so I think that um, first off, um, they're not roles for the faint-hearted. Mm. <laughs> they're big roles. Mm. And all eyes are on you. And you've got many, many different stakeholders. So, uh, you know, I think you need to be able to understand the privilege of a role like that and really rise to it. There are parts that you might not necessarily like or enjoy in terms of scrutiny or or the like, but if you don't like that kind of stuff, then you know you can't do the role effectively in my mind. I think generally speaking for CEOs, I think there's two really big areas of focus. First is you know your purpose, vision, strategy, and then on the other hand, talent. Th- those are the spaces where I think you need to spend a lot of time. And then other than that, you get to make all of the decisions that no one else can or wants to. So there's many days when people will come in with big issues, serious issues, hard issues, and you need to lean into those and 
help her role and sort those out. So, mm. and the buck stops with you, which I really like. I like the accountability of um, nowhere to hide. Definitely nowhere to hide when you're the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> and being decisive sounds like yes. it's a, a good quality to have in your personal yes. toolbox. Yes. Work environments are, are clearly changing. You yeah. know, we've been through a huge revolution with COVID in terms of hybrid working. I know certainly chat GPT is coming yes. to the forefront of many conversations and, you know, other forms of artificial intelligence. You know, thinking about the next generation, what what skills do you think are necessary for the future? Mm-hmm. Look, I think the, it's definitely a very complex environment. And I think that brings some really interesting and exciting things. It also brings some things that worry me. And if I start a little on the worrying end and then kind of move through to what's exciting, I do worry that um, that there's a big overload on people just generally. Mm. And that plays through into concerns that we have around mental health and well-being. Mm. And that's, I think, really come to the fore, particularly during that COVID period. Yeah. And I think that's been exacerbated by, at the moment, the cost of living challenges as well. And there's just a lot of uncertainty, geopolitical, you know, really big weather events, you know, the rapid pace of the way that technology is changing. And so, you know, on on the one hand, I think we've got to really focus on making sure that we've got the, I guess, resilience to, to help deal with all of those things. So, you know, again, sort of with an ASB lens, um, we've moved into supporting Youthline because we think it's critical for the youth of New Zealand. Yeah, I've never understood why we have such high suicide rates here in New Zealand and it feels like something really needed to be we just felt like we could really make a difference there and that's behind our thinking. And then in the workplace, I think, you know, this has been, I think, one of the one of the changes where COVID's made an important, sort of helped us make an important step forward in understanding the whole person and seeing the whole person. You know, when we were all working on teams, as we use, you got to see everyone's homes, their pets, their kids, their, you know, it was a real window into everyone's whole lives. Mm. And, and that's, And we also knew during that period that a lot of people found it really tough. For some people, they were on their own. For some people, they were in really overcrowded situations or unhappy situations at home. And so, again, we did a lot more thinking about well-being and our use of EAP with teams, talking about mental well-being, talking about the tools that can help. So I think... You know, when there is so much change in the world and people are finding it difficult, that's that's an area where I think we need to do a lot. And then sort of, you know, flipping into the opportunity side of it, you can make a lot of difference when there are such big changes. So technology is obviously something we love at ASB. And so, you know, how do we harness some of the new technology that's really helpful uh, and so we continue to invest in all sorts of uh, new technologies. So distributed ledger, for example, you know, we partnered with a couple of people on trying to work out how to make trade very effective. And that then moved into trade window becoming business and ultimately listing on the NZX, actually. So absolutely, some pretty <laughs> exciting new technology to harness. And ChatGPT, of course, is the latest in AI that everyone's worried about and excited about. Yes, yeah, it's sort of harnessing that good of artificial intelligence yes. and maybe sifting out some of the Not less so desirable good. elements of it. So ethics and explainability yeah. is really going to come to the forefront. And yes, as you say, making sure you're using it for good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Again, rounding out this discussion about CEO life specifically, I mean, what would you say are the key milestones or achievements that you've experienced along the way as you've been CEO of ASB? 
Yeah, I think the first one is I became, when I first moved into the role, I became really interested in the history of ASB. Why were we what we were? Mm. Uh, what made us, shaped us? And ASB's been around for 175 years. And I think that's really important because not a lot of businesses can stand the test of time. And so what is it that made ASB special? And there was always a real sense of the culture's very different there. And so so I went right back to history to try and learn about that. And along the way, became really interested in the idea of whakapapa and belonging, our community origins and roots. And I think one of the things that, that I love the most actually is, is harnessing and holding on to that mm. and making sure that we are building on what is an amazing business and making it even stronger, but holding on to the purpose uh, that ASB was actually set up to achieve, which is really helping people in New Zealand make progress mm. and particularly supporting communities. It's what we've always been about and that's what we always need to be about. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think ASB has a really special place, especially in the Auckland community. I mean, it's sort of in the name, isn't it? Auckland yes. Savings Bank. And, you know, when I was thinking about this interview, I was thinking back to my primary school days. Yes, and, you know, too. I was one of those kids yes. that grew up with the little grey passbook. And every, I think it was Wednesday, we would take our kind of dollar fifty of pocket yeah. money and pop it in. But, you know, that has lifelong impact. It does. You know? and, and I know that you support many things across the community, but... You know, I, I do think that that's something as a company that you do particularly well. And it's it's great to know that you're sort of thinking about how you're the custodian of that. Exactly. Exactly. It's in our DNA. Mm. And, you know, we need to make, and, and as a CEO, I need to make sure that, you know, that that's encouraged and flourishes. Uh, and so I think that's, I guess, forefront in my mind. I, I guess other things along the way, learning, I think, for any first-time CEO, relationship with the board, yeah. that's a brand new dynamic. And even though I had been on boards and even though I had you know, presented and, and been part of boards, it's very different when you're the CEO and you learn how to work with your chair. So I think that's been a fantastic learning curve for me. I had huge privilege with fantastic chairs, Gavin Walker, deep, deep, deep experience in financial services and Dame Therese Walsh, who's, who's a phenomenal uh, leader in her own right. So yes, very lucky on that front. Yeah, absolutely. And we were very pleased to have Dame Therese come in and record as well. A DT, little while as we ago. call her. Yes, DT. <laughs> Just turning to the future a tiny bit, what are some of ASB's strategic goals going forward? Yeah, so that one's easy and it's straight back to the conversation we're having about, you know, what are we all about? So we really have one purpose, and that is about progress for all New Zealanders. And there are three parts to that. The first one is how do we help our customers make progress with you know, financial resilience and their financial well-being is an enabler for everything that they want to do. The second thing is helping address social inequality, because I just don't think Kiwis can really feel like they're making progress unless everyone in the country is making progress too. Mm. And then the last one is thinking about, I guess, our environment and sustainability. So ESG broadly, but particularly at the moment climate, because it's front and centre of everyone's minds right now actually mm -hmm. so we kind of think of it as you know good for you good for us and good for our planet and so that's what we're lining up all of our focus to mm. fantastic looking forward to watching you know the next 50 years of, of that journey we are going to do a quick fire round now so just rapid fire to let people get to know you a little bit as a person what are your favourite hobbies outside of work? Anything outdoors. That's easy. Even, like as simple as just 
walking actually like I try and walk to work mm-hmm. it's an awesome way to just clear your head relax get fresh air I don't care if it's raining or not I won't yeah. melt so you know it's whether it's sunny or rainy just being outside and then yeah other outdoor pursuits but pretty much anything outdoors and you'll see me doing it <laughs> excellent do you have a favorite book or podcast yeah, there's one book that really changed the way I think, and it's Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, a really very powerful book. I read it back in university. My professor of strategy gave it to me, and like I say, it changed the way I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have a favourite quote? Quote? Ah, uh, I really love, you know, this back to sort of what is it all about and the beautiful quote from Māori, you know, he tangata, he tangata, he tangata, what is the most important thing in the world? Mm-hmm. It is the people people the people and that kind of sums everything up for me absolutely what is the best piece of advice you've received take opportunities when I have had opportunities put in front of me and I haven't been sure whether to take them people whose counsel I sort of you know listen to are like just take them so and I've never regretted it yeah choose the bigger life yeah yeah (laughs) and finally what is your definition of success It's back to progress. It's back to really trying to make impact and have a difference. And that's why I love the role in ASB so much is there is so much opportunity to have an impact. So, yeah, that's what I'm focused on. It's what I get a lot of joy from. And, yeah, that's what I'm focused on. Well, Victoria, thank you very much for taking the time today. It's been fascinating hearing about your career journey and also what ASB has been up to. As I said, I think, you know, ASB has a really special place in the community, both across Auckland and also the wider country. And um, thank you for everything that you've been doing in support of the Cyclone Gabrielle effort. And we've enjoyed the conversation today. Pleasure. Thanks. The information provided in this podcast is a guide and is intended for general information purposes only. The information is not investment advice. The information should not be relied upon as a substitute for detailed advice from a professional advisor. The podcast may contain opinions or forward-looking statements and actual results may vary from what is expressed in this podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the presenter or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of NZX. NZX Limited is not liable for any loss suffered through relying on the information in this podcast. NZX makes no warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information in this podcast. All intellectual property rights in the content of this podcast are owned or used under license by NZX, and NZX's written consent is required to use, redistribute, or reproduce the content, or use it to create other works.